0: Welcome to the Eric Erickson
1: Show podcast, hour two. Greetings, welcome. It is Eric Erickson across the nation. That is my real name. Y'all do realize that, right? I got an email this morning from someone um, who told me I should come up with a, a more creative pseudonym for radio than Eric Erickson. Um, it's real. It's a real name, nonetheless. Uh, the phone number, if you want to be on the program, 877-973-7425. I'm not going to talk about the headlines right now. I've actually been reading some stuff that I find very interesting that I talk about on occasion. Uh, I'm going to get to alienating a lot of you as as this hour goes on, uh, making some of you mad at me. Why would I burn down my whole office? I'm, I'm, I'm not. At least I don't want to. I, I don't intentionally, willfully sit behind the microphone to make people mad. But I want to talk about a very serious subject, and it actually is. I'm not making light of it. I'm I'm not trying to build up. It actually is probably a more serious subject than you are aware of. And if you're a man or a married woman in particular, please stick around and listen to me here. There is new research out on American isolation and what the research shows that there's a study by from the American Enterprise Institute, there's a study from Pew, uh, a couple of others out there, and they all point to the same trend that men in the United States of America are far more isolated these days than women. Men are far less likely to have a friend that they confide in, that they open up to about personal struggles. Uh, Women are far more likely. Now, it's less for women now than before COVID, but still about two times as high as men. What is really notable here is the percentage of men with at least six close friends fell by half. It was just over 50% of men in 1990, and it is less than 25% of men now. Uh, more importantly, if you're a single man, uh, one in five have no close friendships. But among married men with kids, they are perhaps the most isolated people in America because married men with kids tend to take care of their family, take care of their work, and will take care of themselves after everything else. This is not a pat on my back. This is, don't, don't hear me bragging about myself, but let me tell you my last 24 hours. I got done with work, went to the gym, came home, Made sure everyone was fed. Took everyone to dinner. Got home. My daughter was having a a breakfast. She has a small group class. Uh, it, it's kind of interesting how the way her school does. They they take the ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth graders. They divide them into classes. Uh, so a group of girls and one a group of boys and another. Uh, so it's all girls, all boys. It's it's small group, kind of start the day so the younger kids can learn from the older kids. They were having a breakfast this morning. So I made cinnamon rolls, which if you know my recipe, it takes forever to make. So got home from, from dinner, put the cinnamon rolls together, then had to go to the grocery store. Wound up going to three grocery stores to get all the groceries, came home. Put up the groceries, continued the cinnamon rolls, got everybody to bed, had to go back to the office because I had to take a bunch of stuff to the office, had to reset up some camera and light stuff, got home at 11 o'clock, was in bed by midnight, had to do my writing for the morning, so I did that, was in bed by midnight, was up at 5.30 this morning to finish doing the cinnamon rolls, had them ready to go to school at 7.15, got the kids out the door, got my wife out the door. Then I hit the road. I had to be in Atlanta. I got an event tonight. I am more and more mindful of the fact that I have to have a break on occasion. And honestly, I feel bad for Philip. So Charlie lives about an hour and a half from me. Philip lives up the street and I spend more time in person with Philip, who is uh, much younger than me than Charlie is. And I, the number of friends that I have who I regularly hang out with who are roughly my own age is roughly zero. I I had a number of them and they've all moved away for jobs. So I know the whole isolation thing. And I also, if we're real honest about it, I'm workaholic. I love my job. My job gives me joy. And I have a home office and I work pretty much nonstop. Nonstop. When I put my wife and kids to bed, I go back to work. I'm always reading, always writing. I write to think, so I got to write stuff out. And then like the recipes, for example, recipes are, are, I I said I was going to send out recipes yesterday, but I got so busy taking care of everybody else, I forgot to do the recipes. So this afternoon, I've got time on my calendar to get you the recipes so you can cook them this weekend for your, your party for football. All of that is to say, I live this life of isolation. Now, I, I'll i tell you something that makes me a little jealous. I, so I'm, I got dragged into a, a, I should shouldn't say I got dragged into it. I'm glad I did. But it is a, a small group. Uh, I used to have a small Bible study I attended, and they would actually meet at my house, but everybody kind of moved away. And so I haven't really had a small group, an accountability group, anything like that. And and a friend of mine who's a pastor in Atlanta wrote me into uh, a group. And it was just interesting listening to the the guys in this group and talking about their friends and they've known this person forever and ever and ever. I really don't know that I have any friends uh, that I regularly hang out with who I've known for more than 10 years. And it's just part of my upbringing. I grew up in Dubai. I don't have any of those friends anymore. Then I moved to rural Louisiana and I really don't keep up with any of the people I went to high school with. I barely knew them anyway, uh, except for a few. And, and we've kind of parted ways over time and then, uh, went to college and keep up on occasion with my college roommate, but not very much. Um, great guy. We just, we live in different places and live different lives. And my best friend from law school, it lives, lives somewhere else. And I don't keep up with these people. I keep up with the people in, in my sphere right now. I really was kind of afraid that when I started radio, I would not, like, make good friends after radio. And actually, some of my best friends are people I've met uh, after I got into radio, the people that, that like, I know they have my back. Uh, they keep up with me. I keep up with them. But it's a struggle. It's a struggle for men in careers with families. And here's the fallout of all of this. I, I tell you all of this to tell you I'm living this life. I get it. And I I also tell you all this. I'm probably oversharing Because I have to confess that I am preaching more than practicing here. But God bless you if you can do it. I am working on it. This is why I invite friends over on Sunday nights. There are direct links to isolation and health problems. Let me just give you some of them. This is, at this point, research that has been duplicated for about 50 years Social isolation increases your chance of Alzheimer's, increases your chance of developing high blood pressure, increases your chance of heart disease, increases your chances of diabetes, increases your chances of cancer, increases your chances of sleep disruption. They don't really know why. For a long time, there was a correlation causation presumption. Is it just people who self-isolate? They, they tend to be prone to these things, or is it a correlation causation? There have been a lot of tests done. The prevailing theory right now is actually it's a causation issue, not a correlation issue. People who are socially isolated pro, are then prone to make life decisions, poor choices in life regarding health, fitness, and, and diet and other issues. But it has to do with the self-isolation. It's, it's not a correlation thing. I worry about this with my kids. You know, we had—I I hate to use the word trauma because it's so overused about everything these days. But when I didn't back Trump in 2016, my kids were chased through a store by a man yelling at them about me. They were harassed and bullied, beaten up at school. We literally had people show up at our house. To this day, probably the most traumatic experience of my daughter's life is she went to take cookies to the security guard protecting our house at the time, and when she got to the car, he was sound asleep, and it freaked her out terribly. To this day, uh, it still bothers her that the security guard was asleep. And so my kids isolate themselves, and they try to— they, they, they isolate themselves. They, my son likes to have his friends over via Xbox, not in the house. My daughter hangs out with people on occasion, but she struggles sometimes. And part of that struggle, honestly, is that my wife grew up and she has like the same best friends she had since she was little. My daughter and I, neither of us have this. And with my daughter, it's like, why don't I have the this sort of thing? And so we have this this level of isolation in our family. Part of it, by virtue of my job, I carry this sense of guilt on my shoulders because of it. But there is a growing body of evidence it is bad for your health to be socially isolated. And it is really bad for married men to spend all of their time with their wife and kids. This is one reason I've taken up golf. It gets me on the golf course with other guys to hang out with. And honestly, the way I play golf, I am a bad golfer. I've gotten better. So there's this guy. There's this place called Barnsley Gardens here in Georgia, north of Atlanta. I have a golf pro there. His name is Kyle. And I wasn't sure what sort of golf lesson I would get from a young guy named Kyle at a place like Barnsley Resort. Best golf lesson I've ever gotten in my life. I've been to, like, gold standard award-winning golf courses around the United States, and I've gotten golf lessons. No one was as good as Kyle Morris at Barnsley. I hesitate to say it because now I'm never going to be able to get a golf lesson from him, and part of my Christmas present was more golf lessons from Kyle. He's really good, though. But the way I play golf typically is— take some drinks or maybe a bottle of bourbon, some cigars, and we all go out there and we just enjoy each other's company. Charlie wants me to know that he's really good at golf, but he doesn't want to drive to make it to play golf. I guess I have to come up here, but nonetheless, all I'm saying is there is a growing body of evidence that after COVID, men in this country are more isolated than they ever have been in their lives that it is extremely hard to make time for people. We do not prioritize making time for people. And we have made a consequential decision we do not even realize we have made by deciding we don't have time for friends of the same sex to hang out with them and enjoy each other's company. We have made a decision to degrade our health. And we don't even realize it. I got a lot of friends who are into CrossFit. I I I do CrossFit. I'm not great at it. I'm have you seen me? Um, mine's the big diet problem I gotta work on, but nonetheless, I got a lot of friends who who are into CrossFit and things like that. And uh, they go to the gym and that's kind of it. And they're like, up, oh, check the box, hung out with people, but you really haven't. You've made a life choice to degrade your quality of life by being isolated. You've made a life choice to degrade your family's quality of life by being isolated. And if you're like me, if you're a guy who's working and you have kids, you carry this inordinate burden of guilt that you're being selfish by going and hanging out with your friends and having a night regularly set aside for just you and your friends. I have friends who come over and and, uh, my buddy Jeff or or Philip is a good example of this. Come over and sit on the front porch and we can go 10 minutes without saying a word to each other. But you're still in physical contact in, in, in each other's presence. And that's the other thing, and this is the dirty little secret that all the research now shows, is that we have decided, because we're always plugged in and we're always on our phones and we're always getting text messages, that that's our substitute. How can you say I'm not connected to these people? I talk to them all the time by text messaging. It turns out we were not meant to be alone. And by that, it means physical contact. This is an incredible body of research, and we're starting to see the effects now after years of isolation because of COVID and people taking a step back that as we have become more isolated, our blood pressure is going up, rates of sleep disruption are going up, rates of inflammation are going up, rates of mental health issues are going up, rates of schizophrenia are going up. All sorts of mental health problems and physical health problems are coming, and the common link to all of them is we've isolated ourselves from each other physically. We are in such regular contact with so many human beings, it exhausts us to be in their physical presence, and it turns out we need to be less engaged with people online and on our phones, and more engaged with them in person. One reason I hope you subscribe to the recipe list, I promise I'm gonna get back to sending these out regularly, break bread with each other it's actually literally physically now we know from all the research good for your body and your soul to be breaking bread with each other as friends If you own a small to medium-sized business that kept employees on payroll through COVID, you may have a big cash refund waiting for you. The employee retention credit is a tax credit of up to $26,000 per employee. And now, more businesses than ever qualify. The experts at RefundsPro.com specialize in cutting through the red tape of qualifying for this government program. Most of their refunds are over $100,000. Even businesses that have received PPP funds may be eligible, and there are absolutely no fees unless you receive a refund. There's no reason not to apply. If your business experienced shutdowns, limited capacity, supply chain challenges, or even reduced revenue due to COVID, you likely qualify refundspro.com has already helped hundreds of businesses, so don't lose the refund you're owed by missing the deadline. Get started today with a free five-minute questionnaire at refunds, with an S, refundspro.com. That's refunds, with an S, pro.com. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. All right. We got people on the phones who want to talk about that. I clearly struck a nerve. I, I didn't know if I would strike. Wait until I get to, to the next topic. um, But... Uh, I do want to take your phone calls. We just have, like, a minute, and i it's just a, I always feel like it's an injustice to get someone. And I've done it before, and I feel so guilty because I wasn't paying attention to the clock. I was like, oh, you've got less than a minute, and then people get flustered when I tell them that. So be patient. I promise. When we come back, I'm going to take your phone calls. Let me tell you again. Um, so I have friends come over on Sunday nights. I actually want to build— uh, some backyard uh, like so. I'm getting uh, I'm getting a hot tub. I I love to unwind. Honestly, like a hot bath or something. And I'd rather do a hot tub, but I don't have a hot tub. So said a hot bath. But I've got teenage kids, and so I don't have any hot water at night. So uh, I'm getting a hot. I went to the Georgia Spa Company and picked one out. But now I've got to like put in some decking in the backyard, and I would love to have a place in the backyard. Uh, that where I could just, we could hang out with friends because we hang out on the front porch and I talk about it. And so people literally drive past my house to see if I'm really like on the front porch with bourbon and cigars with friends. But man, picking a night of the week where it's just a regular like ground rules of having just a couple of people over to do that. It's been good for my soul and and I highly encourage it. Y'all, I want to be real honest with you. Uh, I have looked because you have asked me to look for a reputable gold company That can give you advice and answer your questions that's not gimmicky. Like, for example, some of them do certificates and some of them, they try to rope you in with other stuff. You are interested in precious metals for your retirement savings uh, to ease the ebbs and flows of inflation and wild swings in the stock market. Advantage gold, advantage gold. That's who you want to call advantage gold. I have looked into them. I have had them answer my questions and it is not one of these gimmicky places. There aren't tricks they really just want you to have a great experience learning how to be a gold investor give them a call 800-450-2566 800-450-2566 tell them I sent you you can get their free golden IRA investment kit but call them if you got questions they're good people 800-450-2566 hi there it is Eric Erickson here i want to i promised i was going to take phone calls and so i am i i have been Flooded, flooded with emails from people uh, who just are saying thank you for talking about this. I, I kind of, it's just something I, I've I've wanted to talk about, and today I was like, you know what, doggone it, I'm going to do it. And thought, gosh, I'm going to lose, have my audience boring them to death. And and people have really responded. Uh, let me give you one one tip. Um, you are going to feel guilty, and and here's the thing, particularly if you're a wife or a significant other don't make the person feel guilty my wife god bless her finally has gotten to the point where she's like you you got to go hang out with friends she can see the visible physical difference there was this time promised. look y'all on the phones y'all know it just i'm gonna get to you let me just tell you the story so uh, if you know jason deese he doesn't even realize probably he played a role in this josh youssef uh, who works with uh, Help the Persecuted, who I've had on the show, probably does Jason D's local pastor, who wrote me into this group um, that meets once a month. But uh, Jason and I had never met before. And I'll give all the names because I got to credit all these people with this. <laughs> um, so I'm laying on my couch one night and I'm friends with a a brilliant photographer uh, who got me into fly fishing. His name's David Cannon. And my wife, he's like, he's texting me one night and he could just tell like I was off my game and we were talking and he's like, I'm not your daddy, but you got to have a vacation. Cause I had not had a vacation in, in forever. I hadn't taken a day off work since Christmas of 2019. This is June of 2020. And the next day, my wife is finally like, I don't know what's going on with you, but you need to just abandon us, get out of the house, go somewhere. Well, I had to go up to a meeting. So meet Jason Deese, his pastor in Atlanta, got kind of, a if you're looking for a great church in Atlanta, Christ Covenant, um, wonderful, wonderful pastor, uh, great church, uh really just a just a great guy. But I went in and my buddy Josh Youssef was was at his office and I walk in and, and before I can really get started, Josh just looks at me, and he says, he knows me. We've been in seminary together. He's like, When have you had a vacation? And then Jason essentially does the same thing. It's like God is clearly telling me I need to go somewhere. And I went up. This is when I fell in love with Lake Burton up in the northeast Georgia mountains and went a couple of days by myself. And suddenly I'm like, oh, my gosh, I I have joy in my life again. My radio show sounded good again. I just really needed it. And that was kind of like I got to start hanging out regularly with with friends. And so on Sunday night, I've said it enough now. I just listen. You all got to make me a promise. Don't come drive past my house. Y'all would be amazed at the number of people who, because I've said I do this now, drive past my house to see if I really do. It kind of creeps me out. But just a a select few keyword here, invited, invited friends show up on Sunday nights. It started out, it was just Philip and me. And it is just, I cook all the stuff my family won't eat. Because my family, they're picky I'm a picky eater and they're worse than me. Like fried shrimp tacos, I love my family they're like ugh. So I cook and we watch TV and we smoke cigars and drink bourbon as some of us do. Or I'll make margaritas or something, we just hang out on the for front porch like four, five hours sacred now almost on Sunday nights we hang out. And it is good for my soul. It resets my priorities for the week. I'm usually exhausted on Monday, though, but it's okay. Um, and But it's just it's like the one night of the week where my family knows at 7.30 p.m., dad's going to the front porch. And it has become so routine now. It's just part of life now, and, and I no longer feel guilty about it because it is so routine. It's like on the calendar, Sunday night, 7.30, dad's on the front porch hanging out. And it's also good for my kids to see that, you know what, dad is actually part of life is him having some time with his friends and putting himself and his friends ahead of us in the house. Granted, I've cooked dinner for everybody. Everybody's been fed. Homework is done, and and they'll be headed to bed soon. But Sundays tend to exhaust me at this point because I cook for the family, and then I cook for friends, and then I hang out on the front porch. But it's good for my soul. The exhaustion is good for my soul. I highly recommend really, genuinely, truly talk to your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your wife, your husband, and just say once a month— I and two, three of my friends were just getting together. We're either going to play golf or we're just going to hang out, have something to drink, watch a game. You're in this time of the year where there is nothing worth watching on TV sports-wise, so I recommend, like, a comedy special or something, watch Dave Chappelle, something, if you can handle the language, but just put it on the calendar. Maybe it's just you and a friend hanging out, and then it grows to two friends and then to three friends. But do just once a month, commit, get with your wife or your husband or your girlfriend or your boyfriend and say, I just once a month and then twice a month. But you got to make yourself put it on the calendar and do it or it's not going to happen. But it's really good for you if you do. Okay. Uh, now I'm going to go to the phones. Matt, you're going to be up next. Welcome.
0: Hey, Eric. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Good. I really appreciate you bringing this topic up. Um, it's something that's not talked about but is extremely important beyond just the, uh, you know, the male isolation and uh, women isolated, but what that does to men and women in groups and as a whole as a society, right? You have kind of a, uh, uh, an isolation, isolation syndrome going on. Um, And I wanted to speak to you today about a group that is working to kind of counter that in our culture. All right. The name of the group is uh, F3.
1: Oh, yeah. I am familiar.
0: Yeah, and the, the, the F3 stands for Fitness, Fellowship, and Faith. And uh, the whole purpose of F3 is to plant, grow, and serve small work, workout groups for men to invigorate male community leadership.
1: And it, it, so, there's no cost either, so you're not going to a gym. Yeah, it's free to all men. Now, yeah. here's, here's the a, problem I have yeah, with right. F3, Matt, because there's a group in my town, and I have a bone to pick with you people. I am not a morning person by any way, shape, or form, and they get up at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning and throw cinder blocks to each other.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is very true. That is very true.
1: (laughs) I'm like, I would love to do it if you would schedule it for, like, 10 p.m. Yeah. nice. But no, now, this a is, I, I, I the, make uh, light of it. Morning,
0: though, for you too. But yeah, yeah
1: I mean, it, it really is that the whole concept is necessary. F3 is a great group. I'm glad you called it and talked about it. I never would have thought of it, but it's such a good one. And there are groups, it is completely free. Uh, And the work, I got to say the workouts are very novel. Like, I mean, I'm not kidding about the cinder block toss, <laughs>
0: but yeah, it's, uh, it's pure lead. So you can not only join and just come work out, you can lead a workout and you can come up with any type of creative idea you want. So there's kind of a leadership component to it, Uh, creates bonds, creates those lasting relationships, you know, the fellowship component, and then the faith component we call the dynamite, and that's simply the belief in something bigger than yourself.
1: Yeah, I just and see that's the thing too is is that it's it's not a it's very non-denominational. It's it's not going to be preachy, uh, less preachy than even me on the radio to, to go to F three and it, it it it's it's a good workout. And I just I would really I'm more and more convinced like I'm, I'm so i'm developing a list of, of i really shouldn't say this on radio because i know what's going to happen but just developing a list of people that i oh i haven't gotten together with this person and i haven't gotten together and i don't have enough time because i live about an hour or 15 minutes south of the city and everybody's got stuff and i just like i need to like have a night like i need a crash pad in atlanta where i can do this and just get a group of guys together for like just Cigars one night, or bourbon, or or just I'm not going to make people do burpees, but it's it's that's kind of what F3 is though. It's <laughs> is it's you got a commitment. You can say you're going to the gym, but you're also just hanging out with and getting to know people, which is it's a hard thing to do. But gosh, I'm glad you brought up F3. I really am glad you called in, Matt, because it is a great organization.
0: Thanks, Eric. May I say uh, one more thing? Sure. I don't want to uh, isolate the women there. There's also a women's group called FIA which stands for Females in Action. So any women out there that want to check that out, there is also a group for women.
1: Yeah, you go and learn to kick the butt of the husband who is going to F3. That That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, thank you, Matt. Look, I appreciate it a, a ton. But really, the, for men and women, it's – now, listen, I have focused on men here because I am a man. Uh, and also the data does show it's it, this isolation is disproportionate to men. But it is happening to women, too. Uh, It really is, and all of you, male and female, really do need to consider that. Karen, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show.
2: Hi, Eric. I'm so glad to talk to you. You know this isolation thing. I read that same article, and what struck me was that I think it starts way before a guy gets a girlfriend or a wife, because an isolated young boy is going to be, may end up being an isolated man. And when you look at all of these people, these males who shoot up random places or plow their car into a picnic or a parade, when you look at all of these people who do that, they're mainly males. And they, when they look at their past, you find that they're pretty isolated. They don't have a lot of friends. They might have a manifesto on Facebook, but they're pretty isolated. So I think we're not really Socializing a lot of our young men, so they learn how to be friends and how to find good friends, and I think that's yeah. Really important. Well,
1: you know, I'm glad you said that, Karen. I actually am very glad that you said that. Um, there is part of that, and I, I got to say, so there. I know the article you're talking about, and I read that one, and, and I, I'm, I'm kind of put off by some of the tone in there, but yeah. it, it actually the data. It, it does show this, this does increasingly for younger men start at an early age. And part of it, there was some other research that I read related to it that a lot of it they, they do tie to social media and technology because, like, I'm mindful for my son. He has his, he's on his Xbox a lot with his friends and they're interacting, right. playing video games together, but they're not in person. And it's right. that in person interaction you lose. Uh, and, and I'm not as worried about it with my son per se because of the way our family structure is, like he's learning sarcasm and learning facial expressions and he's learning how to read right. people. But a lot of kids, particularly young men, don't develop the skill set of looking at someone and being able to say, oh, that person is angry or that person is right. happy or that person's telling a joke because they don't right. see and him And another
2: around. part to it too, Eric, because when you look at it, I mean, you've got a traditional family. A lot of kids are born into a single yes. female head of household. Yep. They don't have a man to even look at, to socialize with. And and when you look at that and look, they might – those kind of kids, the isolated ones, they don't know how to make friends. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, they're not involved in team sports, which I think is especially important for boys, for girls too, but for boys. And when you put all of that together, you end up sometimes having very angry young men, and they don't, They might not even know why. yes.
1: Yes, amen to that. You are so right, and it's it's something. And I, you know, and I got to say too, Karen, I, I feel bad for the the moms out there, the the single moms in particular, who are trying to raise these young men, and they are just maxed out in energy and work and life. And um, I mean, there've got to be ways for us as a society to be. And I, I mean, back in the day, you would say, well, church, but. Fewer and fewer people are involved in in programs at churches to be able to do that. But where right. can we go? We got to. as a society got to gotta find family something. Too. Yes. Yeah. You know, I I, I don't want to say it takes a village to raise a child, but it certainly does take a family to raise a child. Even if there's no dad in the house, the, the. You
2: know, I was raised by a single mom. My parents were divorced when I was very young, and I had two brothers. But my mother made sure, first of all, there were fam- there were men in the family that engaged them. But also she made sure that they were involved in community things. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, socially, sports, music, all of that. They were. We all had to be involved, but they all had friends. In fact, sometimes it would be just a house full of boys in there, right. you know. But um, And she made sure she knew their friends, too, so they weren't just out, you know, in the schoolyard smoking joints or anything. She knew right. who was who and, and who belonged to who and all of that.
1: Yeah, that's so important, too, the, the the who belongs to who and who their families are. Look, I appreciate it uh, so much. Thank you for calling in. Let me get to Barbara before I get to commercial break. Barbara, welcome.
3: Hey, Eric, good to talk to you. You, too. So I think that what you're highlighting is something that's really important, and it's the fact that we are losing community in our country. Social media has taken the place of community. And, you know, even a couple of weeks ago when you were talking about why are we losing people in churches, it's because there's no community. People aren't connecting to each other face-to-face. And so one of the things that I've been encouraging the people that I work with to do is, you know, even if all you do is make sure that the neighbor across the street on either side of you on both and on both sides of them are people you connect with on a regular basis just to talk to. Mm-hmm. You know, go have a conversation and write them over for tea so that you are consistently having conversations with other adults that are just right around you. It benefits them, it benefits you, and it makes your neighborhood a neighborhood.
1: You know, it's interesting you say this, Barbara, because somebody pointed this out to me the other day that uh, when de Tocqueville was writing uh, about democracy in America and and what set it apart from the French, uh, one of the things he noticed was that the communities of America tended to engage each other more in communal events Uh, than the French did during the revolutionary period, that it caused a more stable society because neighbors and communities knew neighbors in ways that in France they did not. And when neighbors knew neighbors, even if they agreed, they no longer imputed sinister motive to their neighbors because they knew their neighbor. Uh, And we don't do that anymore. We're so likely to attribute sinister motives to each other these days um, if we disagree politically, which is what the French were doing, dur- doing during the French Revolution, they, they were isolated from each other, didn't have community experiences, didn't have mass gatherings in communities. It's fascinating. I totally forgot about that until he pointed it out. Um, but it is definitely something we see in, in our society these days. The small town America vibe where everybody gets together for the town picnic and stuff is something we do less and less. I look, we got We got other stuff. I hadn't even gotten to the part that really was going to make my audience mad. I'll burn down those bridges when we come back. But first, <laughs> got to tell you about the Eden Pure Thunderstorm because the three back is back on. You can get three of them for less than $200. All you got to do is go to EdenPureDeals.com EdenPureDeals.com The discount code? Eric. Just my name. E-R-I-C-K You can get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for less than $200. So, you finally get your group of guys together and someone accidentally blew cigar smoke where he shouldn't have and it stinks and your wife's going to find out and get mad and kill your small group. You fire up the Eden Pure Thunderstorm and it wipes out the odors, frying odors, cooking odors, litter box odors, pet odors, musty room odors. I travel with one just in case I get a hotel room or rental car that stinks. I can fire it up. It takes out the odors. Eden Pure Thunder, EdenPureDeals.com. It's the Eden Pure Thunderstorm three-pack. Get three of them. Use the discount code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, EdenPureDeals.com. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan, wherever you are nationwide. They can help your business grow. Reach out to them, firstlibertyga.com. Firstlibertyga.com. Hey, real quick, I got it for those of you in the Atlanta area, uh, do me a solid if you would. Uh, my buddy Mike Kinnebrew is going to be singing at the Bucket Theater tomorrow. Uh, if you want to get tickets and go to the show, I was going to be there tomorrow night. I, I, I have bailed on him three times for one of his shows. And I was like, I'm going to this one, uh, due to events completely out of my control. I can't be there tomorrow, but I hope you'll go, sh- uh, support my friend, Mike, uh, great guy, great singer. And so if you're in the Atlanta area, you want to go to a music uh, show for a great singer tomorrow. Uh, Bucket Theater, Mike Kinnebrew, tomorrow in Atlanta. You can still get some tickets. Fill the place up for the man, please. Uh, do me a solid and fill the fill the place up for him. Tell him I sent you there to see him. He's a great guy. I want to go to Lee. Uh, Lee, welcome to the show.
0: Hey Eric, thanks for having me on.
1: You're welcome. This is where I do have to tell you we got about a minute, but I wanted to get you in here.
0: Great. I wanted to just mention there's another great opportunity. For another group of folks, uh, I lead a convene group that is a faith-based mastermind group of CEOs. We also have groups for emerging leaders. Uh, There are groups all over the country, and it is a wonderful way for uh, men and women to get with their peers and talk about uh, running businesses as emerging leaders, as CEOs, And uh, the website
1: is convenenow.com. Convenenow.com. I'm going to look that up. Listen, Lee, I appreciate that tremendously as well. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, I got 30 seconds here. When we come back, all right, I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to maybe burn bridges I don't intend to burn. Uh, In fact, I may have to, like, set this up and do a video, like, push out of here or out of the studio where I'm not set to do it, but do it anyway. It's one of those things.